Hey, what's up, guys? This Friday at the Mutant booth at the Arnold Classic, Ron Dusty and I will be recording the podcast. So if you're coming out to the Arnold, be sure to stop by on Friday early. We're going to figure out a time. We'll have you guys all come back, hang out with us. Uh, you might even be able to get on the show. You don't have to be on the show, but you might be able to get on the show. Plus, we're going to get you guys involved. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stop on by. I, I would love for this show, just because I'm sick and disturbed, I would love for it to be a like like an out of this world conditioning battle so we got to remember like share subscribe comment and ring the bell you gotta say the and ring the bell Ooh. i did i did i did you, I you waited there was like a long delay yeah <laughs> i was like yeah, it was poetic pause. you saw me i was waving the and yeah on. yeah i was I was just oh, I was just letting you know. Harvey, go get a bone or something. Are angles. we ready for the Arnold? Is that what we're talking about, Scott? Yes. What are we talking about? I had a question for you guys. Arnold time. About that, too. Okay. We, don't, we don't have to take it. I don't know if you guys want to take it out the gate. We can. Uh, you can take some time to think about it if you want. But I know that, you know, we, all three of us, including myself, have been to the Arnold a ton of times, you know. And yes. we kind of take for granted what the whole experience is like. I bet that there are going to be some people watching this podcast right now that have never been to the Arnold and either they want to live vicariously through those of us going or they are going and they want to know what to do when they're there. So I wanted to ask you guys out of your vast experience at the Arnold classic, uh, excuse me, the Arnold sports festival. Um, what, right. what are the things what's, what's number one, what's it like there uh, and then number two is like, what are the things that you you suggest that everybody does while they're there? That's a good one. You know, Columbus isn't like, you know, you're not going to Vegas, right? Yeah. You're going to a college town. So remember that like the number one thing there is the, what is it? The Buckeyes? Ohio State Buckeyes? Oh, is that what they are? Oh, boy. Yeah. Or bullseye, yeah, the Buckeyes. Bullseyes. So, <laughs> oh god, he got so mad. <laughs> yeah, the Buckeyes, right? I was so nervous. He was good. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I got it right. We got it right. The Spartans. So oh, that's something. Else. No, no, no. <laughs> we have so many schools down there. It's hard, but I got it right. So it's like the Buckeyes, right? So that's like the number one thing. There's they have the hockey team too, the Blue Jackets, but I don't think they yes. have. They don't have an NBA team, do they? No. No NBA no, team. Those are the no. two. Those are the two reasons to be in. It's Columbus not a big city. It's not a big absolutely city. Absolutely nothing else. The the yeah. hotel. Uh, it's you know most convenient to stay at one of those two hotels. You know, like the ones we always stay at, Dusty. You know, so that's mm -hmm. the most convenient way to do it. And um, training. Training is rough. Sorry, that gym. That. <laughs> yeah. Is the powerhouse there? Yeah. Is that the one you're thinking of? Well, that powerhouse. It's changed right there, there, right? Like, you know. Yeah, it's a powerhouse now. I mean, you know, I had I had a good workout there when I was there last time, but it's like, you know, it's going to be super busy. So yeah. there's there's been a couple of years where I went to the Arnold and I didn't train at all. I didn't even train once just because yeah. I didn't didn't even bother. I just rested. Maybe I trained like a few extra days in a row before I left and then just like rested. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's some great gyms. Obviously, there's all those power shacks and there's an American Barbell. You know, I did a mutant on a mission mm -hmm. at American Barbell, and uh, I mean that's a great gym. But you know, it's a little bit of a drive, so if you don't have time to take like a you know twenty minute Uber or whatever it is, you know, yeah. not everybody's you know it's kind of a hectic weekend, right? So um, yes. that's one thing about the Arnold Dusty. I think you'll agree is the Arnold is 
The Arnold, to me, seems a lot more hectic than the Olympia. Oh, yeah. Well, because there's no escaping the Arnold. Like, when you leave the expo in Vegas, the Olympia is over because people are just in Vegas, meaning, like, not every person is there for the Olympia. Yeah. When you go to the right. Arnold, it, chances are that weekend you're there for the Arnold. Like, like everybody. Yeah, every single person you Yeah, you just yeah. decide, like, you know what? Let's go visit Columbus, Ohio in March because that'll be smart. Yeah, yeah, I'm still casting no massive judgment on the fact we won't push that back any, but whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's very true. You know what's funny, though, is so I was trying to think of the thing that I would suggest most with the Arnold, and I would say the biggest thing is understanding how busy it really is. I, ex- I fully expect this year to be like it used to be. Because last year was a good kick-up. They did a good job. And now everyone's realized yeah. that that one word that we can't say is over. And, you know, I think it'll be nuts. I mean, it's one of those things. My, one thing I would suggest is if you are going to have to go to the bathroom and you aren't having to go yet, start walking in that direction because it's going to take you 20 minutes to get there. So prior okay. to having to pee, start Great heading point. to the bathroom. <laughs> Great point, Dusty. Scope the bathrooms. Make know sure you know at. where the nearest bathroom is at all times. Be a very strategic bathroom user. Um, one thing I will say beyond any doubt, no one can argue me. I'm right. This is the correct answer. Um, the, Arnold, the Arnold Classic typically has the filthiest, most disgusting bathrooms of any expo you'll ever go to um, almost completely unkept like no one cares at all and they'll be by the end of Saturday there's about an inch of liquid just on the bathroom floor oh you're not really sure how much of it is water and how much of it is urine and you're hoping your chucks are new enough that that rubber seal around the toe is really really gonna hold you know uh, no, your socks and, to start um, seeping through feeling wet yeah you know you, yeah you're kind of walking and you're looking at the floor and you got your hands out like this you know tippy tippy so you don't slip and uh it's and it's gross and there's no soap in the dispenser so everybody's just raw dogging it with their hands and it's just a it's just a nastiest thing like some of the nastiest bathrooms i've ever seen in my life have been at the arnold classic yeah and i don't know exactly whose fault that is and maybe they've turned that around dusty i know they got the new team on board running the show so maybe that's fixed yeah maybe that's the thing no it's definitely not gonna be so you nailed it and i I actually do this for almost every show and you know this too ron is uh bring your own hand sanitizer oh yeah yeah Yeah. Because your, yeah, I actually take, don't even take bother responsibility for because everything. between the between the fact that there may not be soap, there may not be a way to dry your hands, or they have those crappy ass fan things that don't do anything. I literally and I and I always wonder what people think because a good percentage of the time I piss and walk right out, and they're probably thinking that sick bastard. And then I, I just shook that guy's I, hand I at the booth it, ten minutes it, ago. Literally, I keep it in my pocket. I immediately put it in. I have learned because I do it at the gym as well. I'm a big on the sanitizer stuff. Yeah. I make sure to come out like using it, so people know, like, oh, you, okay. He I like hands. to. I like to. I, I enjoy a good virtue signal. I enjoy that. That's <laughs> this why. is me. I enjoy making I enjoy sure you good. guys know. 
Yeah. You know yeah. what I might start I've doing done it, though, don't Ron? Worry. Maybe at this at this expo, I think if somebody walks up and stinks like they always do, I'm just gonna reach in my bag and put on deodorant. On myself. Just, right. Oh, you do that it, you do this too, right? Yeah. Maybe they'll gather. Like you know, maybe I'll have a like get some samples. You want some? Oh yeah. You yeah. wanna borrow my stick and deodorant? <laughs> <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh man! But right, so, well, I me. think we should be okay. The, so besides the bathrooms, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I started <laughs> off on such a high note. I know. I think I just got, got hung up on I, the bathrooms. And by the way, we, everybody, we do yeah, love yeah, the Arnold just, Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron and Dusty like give our Arnold Classic advice, and it's just bathrooms. <laughs> How to keep your hands clean? Mutant has been banned from train. the Arnold Classic. Yeah, which uh, we are the yeah, we're not really that welcome, eh? You just bad mouth the bathrooms. I heard you guys on the podcast. Bad mouth in the bathrooms. It's so yeah. good that no one yeah. listens. Um. It's so good. No, but really, there's a lot of great things. So I, I, I uh, there's a lot of great things about the Arnold. It's it's real tight. If you stay in one of those hotels, you don't really have to go anywhere. There's yeah. no need, like Mm-mm. you know, it's not like Vegas where you gotta you know hop in an Uber and get your ass down to the convention center for the expo or take the little train or there's nothing. It's just all right there. If you stay at one of those places, you just walk. And um, it's 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 real tight. It takes a few minutes to get there. It's easy, um, you know. Like at the Olympia, that was quite a walk. They sent us on to go to the the night show. They herded us all around this like long way, and we came all the way back to the door we'd come in. But they just wanted the line on one side, so they herded everybody this way, and it was like a ten minute walk around the mall. And then we came oh, around the to wrong the door. Way. Yeah, but they made us walk around that way. We didn't know that we were going to come we right back to that same circle. door. That 10-minute oh, so walk for no reason. I was so mad. I was like, this wouldn't have happened at the Arnold. You know? Oh, so that was a mess. So it's yeah, all one. one it's thing. all in one roof. Oh, go ahead, Dusty. One more thing. Yeah, right across yeah. from where you guys stay, at one of the other hotels, which might be where you stay, you got to get chocolate chip cookies from Max and Irma's. Yeah. To make them fresh. Okay. And they're in the little okay. skillet thing. Oh, yeah. Just so you may little, find little... Dusty at Max and Irma's if you get there at the right time. I earn yeah. these chins, baby. I eat like a champ. Oh, yeah. We're going there for sure. Okay. Sorry. That's the only advice I have for the Arnold. <laughs> so we should tell people, too, that there's literally like it's not just bodybuilding. You know, it started out as Larmer and in Arnold making this agreement, right? That they were going to have a show in Columbus. And now it's like everything. Like you're walking down this hallway and there's like powerlifting happening over here and fencing happening over here. And people like doing in like an art contest, drawing paintings over here, you know, and there's body Mm -hmm. painting going over there. And there's a whole section like just for strongman stuff. You know, like a huge yeah, awesome. section for strongman, like a ton of strongman stuff there. Um, and what else? I mean, powerlifting. You'll be like looking in one little room. Archery. Like, are, they do archery there? Archery. Yes. Can we get yeah. in on that? I, I, did, you, did you say fencing? I, the fencing was there, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah fencing. fencing. Yeah. And I mean, wow. re- remember when we went to the Arnold UK, they had that guy that I knew riding Flatland. You're kidding. In that little True. spot. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. they had a, like he's like a pro rider. I follow him on Instagram. I walked up to him and he recognized me. He's like, "Oh, you're rep 300." And he like shook my hand and he runs a, a company that does shows. So he's got a couple guys that jump some ramps and they've got a van with a ramp down the side and it's like a traveling show, right? They can go set it up at schools. They can do the show anywhere. They don't need a lot of space. Yeah, he's got a couple of really good ramp riders and he's got a really good skater. And, you know, a guy with uh, one of those trials bikes, you know, like the mountain bikes where they hop like mm-hmm. from like post oh, to post yeah. and do that sort of stuff. <clears throat> and then he's got a, um, a parkour runner. So the, this guy like uses the ramps, but just running and he like flips off the ramps and does all this parkour stuff. So and then he does flatland like in between the shows. Right. So it's uh, just like a, a little traveling thing. And, and uh, I actually just emailed someone to try to find out if they have any BMX at the Arnold Classic this year, because so far they had it in at the last Arnold in Brazil and they had it in the UK. So I'm going to see if I can go check it out. That'd be cool. And then there'll be yeah. shows happening in the expo. We didn't even talk about the expo mm-hmm. yet, but that's huge. Uh, shows yeah, happening in was, there. Yeah. And so there'll be a stage mm-hmm. in the back. And then there's the, 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 the ballroom where the big show happens. And that's the amateur has always taken place in there too. So they have the Arnold amateur, which wasn't going to happen this year for two days. And then, then it is. Yeah. Uh, They changed that over. I I don't think Mike Davies is involved in it anymore. Um, But that, that's always a good show. That's always like a really good show for the amateurs. And you know what too, it's super international. Like there'll be people from all these different countries there uh you know competing and this is the kind of stuff where there are countries that are literally sending their athletes to compete in this show they're paying for them they're paying for their team from like portugal or whatever to come out here and compete and it's interesting because when you're sitting in the audience at the arnold amateur i felt like one of the very few people that spoke english not kidding like that's how how diverse the audience is for that all their Mm -hmm. friends and family and team members and stuff so it's a very unique experience and you get to see it's kind of cool i'm sure you guys get this too it's cool to see how bodybuilding looks in other countries obviously we're all doing the same stuff but there's like a slightly different take and a slightly different look and you know different genetics that you get from different places in the world and i love seeing how that translates on stage yeah you know like a lot of you know kind of the the stereotypes we throw around they're of like, oh, you know, guys from this country are always big. Guys from this country are always ripped. You know, like there's all these stereotypes. Yeah. But they're sort of rooted in truth. They're rooted in like who the famous guys from that area are and what they look like. And so there's like this. But I know what you mean. Like I've gone to shows before and been like, man, all the Mexican guys that were in like the lightweights and middleweights were just peeled. Yeah. Like every single one of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you see this like thing, like a certain team is there and they're all in great shape. And yeah! Like, wow, they like really know what they're doing there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And they're not messing around so, either. Like those are the same guys no. that are like trying to go to like you know IFBB Worlds and stuff like that. Yeah, you know yeah, they're pulling yeah, out yeah. all the punches to be like yeah. the best like heavyweight there ever was. You know what I mean? Just like yeah, yeah, peel to the bone sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really impressive. I remember when we were at the uh, Arnold in Madrid one year. Yeah, um, which actually was the number one worst bathroom I've ever been to. But that's another story. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, we had you're a bit of a mutant. Uh, yeah, you were still right in the bathroom. I'm not going to get over this. A whole episode. I'm just throwing in. Um, there was our. There was a like a, a team from the Philippines that was there to compete, but 
they were sponsored by the mutant distributor. So they were all wearing mutant shirts and mutant hoodies and mutant huh. bags. And um, anyways, I like said hi to them. There was like five or six of them and they were all Filipino guys. And then like they went to compete, you know, on the stage and I was kind of trying to peek, but I couldn't really tell what was going on, you know, and we're working the booth. Yeah. And then they came back later and two of them had won their weight classes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and they took their shirts off and they were posing and they looked identical to each other but one was a middleweight and one was like like a lightweight or whatever but they yeah. literally looked like identical there is pretty but there is awesome you know but a lot of people don't know about like like that level of bodybuilding kind of some kind of in a way gets like missed the most hmm. by you know people pros yeah right and then people see their local people at the gym all the time yeah it's right. like international level competitors like they don't get a lot there's like so many really good ones and they don't get a lot of like recognition you know unless they win and turn pro you know because it's like do you know who can you name 10 guys that went to the worlds last year god no you know i can't right I, i've won, seen you know some I mean? of them you know what i mean and i see their, yeah. I know their faces and i'm like oh yeah i know right, that guy right you know what i mean yeah because there's a lot of them right so it's just yeah. almost impossible to like know them all you know, but yeah, it's just a, it's a really, really great level of bodybuilding, you know, because yeah. <clears throat> there's like an appreciation for all the different weight classes and they're all really elite at those body weights. So it's yeah. just interesting, you know. Now, what's happening at the booth, you know, over at the expo? So this is going to be at the Arnold, unlike the Olympia, this is Friday, Saturday and Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, three yes. day expo. It's my least favorite part. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this, the the Sunday at the Arnold is kind of funny because you know that some people like partied hard Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. like a certain element on Sunday. There's like a certain element of like, like yeah. just a little bit. Yeah, you know. But I think I think tired. too though that for me, if I was gonna go to an expo, any type, like another industry, so that I'm excited about it. Um, I am weird because I would walk the expo. <laughs> And then I'd be done one time. I wouldn't circle the expo for three days straight. It's just like, I don't think there's that much at any expo. And I've been to some wild ones, like big expos or different things. Um, so I think that sometimes people are bored when they're walking around. Because they do. I feel like some people come, like they stay because they spent the money. Yeah, you know? I've seen that. And I felt that you know. too, but also as like from being the guy who's walking around the expo perspective, I also feel like, well, you know what? Maybe I see some like Sunday's a good day to get deals. You know, maybe, maybe I wanted to talk to this athlete over here, but on Saturday it was like a nightmare and I knew he's going to be there on Sunday. Then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show up on Sunday when it's chill. And then he's just standing there by himself and we can talk for five minutes, you know? Right. I, so I like that. Yeah, we're, pretty, <clears throat> we're pretty good about that, though, with the mutant. Like, it's, it, I think because there's, like, so many of us, people yeah. kind of hang out for a bit. And they end up, we end up having, like, little round, like, round table discussions with people. Like, Ron and I and Jane will be talking to one person. And then they realize, it, it's, one thing I think is fun is, like, somebody will come up and say they're, they're a fan of Jamie. Okay. Yeah. So they're like, oh, my God, I'm meeting the giant. Yeah, and then after like five minutes, they start to realize that they're just like friends. You know what I mean? Like you can quickly erase that part in bodybuilding, which I love. Like they start to realize that you're just bullshitting and like talking like you would with anybody else, and they're like, "Oh, Jamie's just a cool guy." 
you know, which, that is cool. which I love about the shows because, you know, I've seen the other ones. I think that's one nice thing about not being a like a Jay Cutler because he has no time. It's literally, hey, man, how are you? Quick conversation. You got to go. You know, it, it's really cool for us. We have a huge advantage because we don't have 700 people waiting in line. Yeah. So you get to like actually hear people's stories. And yeah, you, you know, to talk to people. That's fun for us. Like, I, 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 you know, don't get me wrong. I love the paycheck. See, you. <laughs> Ron's leaving. I love the paycheck of, uh, of having a line like that, but you don't get to enjoy the people. Like we yeah. met some freaking awesome people like Ron and I, where we've even seen them multiple times, you know, sometimes not even the same event. You'll meet him at the, you know, at an event in England and then see him again in Germany. You know, people really dig them. So that part I enjoy is, is just being able to spend time with the people. Um, and I feel like the Arnold does give you a little more of that because I feel like you're a diehard bodybuilding fan. If you go to the Arnold, like, you know what I mean? You're, you're the, or, or I shouldn't say just bodybuilding, any of the other sports too. <clears throat> and you also get the um, the people who came for fencing who are just wandering around and they're like, who are these freaks? Yeah, <laughs> like everybody's together, you know? And, and it's yeah. cold. Because it is cold, you're not going to wander too far away anyway. Like, I don't care what Ooh. hotel. If you're in one of the host hotels – you are literally like all connected. So you don't even have to go outside. You just literally walk from your room downstairs, down a hall, maybe through a tunnel that goes over the sidewalk, and then you're in the expo. And yeah, there's a good chance yeah. you never have to leave. But there are good little restaurants and stuff around too. Like I I, I like this place. It's a burger place called, I think it's called like the Bear Burger or something like that. Okay. And it's literally is. right Bear, across the street, right across the street. It's nice. So, it's good. Mutant always has their team dinner at Buco de Beppo. Buca. Is that oh, the yeah, place yeah. we always go to? Yeah. Oh man, that it's like family style Italian. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. huge servings. You know, like big bowls that you share of like you know big plates of chicken parmesan come out and stuff. It's just awesome. I love going there, and it's pretty cool because it's like. You know, you know that. Remember that place, Dusty. It's really like kind of oh, low yeah. ceiling, like really crowded, like wooden booths. It's just kind of a cool old Italian place, and it's a lot of fun to go to. And we pig out, we pig out there. Like it's so I easy bet. to just eat and eat and eat. Yeah, yeah. I think like last time, like I was actually fading at the table, like starting to <laughs> fall asleep. I was like, oh. Oh come on, Dutch! You could stay awake for this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. And we, but this time I think we're like taking over the entire restaurant. Yeah, because mm. we have like 30 people coming. Jeez, the Arnold. Wow. And uh, I heard we, I heard we got a, a special guest coming from Detroit as well. Yeah, that's, that's you. I'm invited. Huh? I'm, I'm, I'm coming out to dinner with you guys. All right. I look forward to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Be good. That'll be good. That'll I be guess cool. it'll be it'll be uh, it'll be one year since we signed Jamie, because remember, we were like took Jamie to dinner and we like said, hey, yeah. like, I think you'd be a good fit for mutant. And, I tr- and then I, you know, made a few calls. Huh. So oh, it'll yeah. be a year ago. Yeah. And he so is a great been, fit. It's been a lot of fun. Like you, like you were saying, like Ron or Dusty, you were saying, like you know, somebody might come up as a fan of Jamie. And I saw that at the Olympia, where like he'd be talking to somebody else, and somebody'd be like, "Oh man, there's Jamie. I really, you know, I I can't tell you how much yeah. I look up to this guy, you know." And then before you know it, we're all talking to him, 
And then when Jamie's yeah. done, I'm like, hey, come on over here, man. And, you know, it's, it is, that is a cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That is a cool feeling. <laughs> the only thing I will say is that I think some, some of our listeners, they'd come up and they'd meet us. And then they would say, like, after a couple minutes, they'd be like, okay, well, listen, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I understand you're really busy. And I, my thought mm, to that right. is, is this is what I was here to do. You know what I mean? Like I'm here to hang out with these guys. So don't go anywhere. Yeah. Stay. <laughs> yeah. That'd be my thought yeah. on that, you know? <clears throat> yeah. It's a lot of fun, you know? And I, it's a little more concentrated than the Olympia because at the Olympia, yes. people are spread out so much, right? I don't know if you guys touched on that when I was out, but um, you know, like they're spread out in hotels and stuff, but at the Arnold, everyone's at the same two hotels pretty much. Like it seems like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like I'm sitting at the bar eating a steak by myself and Lunsford just wanders up cause there's nowhere to literally nowhere to sit yeah. and stands there for like 30 minutes and just chats, you know? And then like before he leaves, someone else comes up and they got to order some food to go cause there's nowhere to sit. Like it's, you know, it's just like, mm -hmm. it's, you're just all crammed together and talking and you have conversations with people you wouldn't normally like, bump into you know you like, do. like we always see that seem to see the same people at all the expos but sometimes at the arnold you'll run into like other people like, yeah oh, i haven't met that yeah. guy yet like there's some some of that happens you know yeah so yeah maybe we're giving out awards again too this year never know remember last year i wound up on stage with arnold and brandon curry oh yeah don't forget right that was a yeah. magical moment ron was ron was so worried about how it turned out <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. He's like, "What? How was it?" And I'm like, "You are the only person that analyzes perfection for ten minutes after it's done. Like, it couldn't have been any more smooth." He's like, "I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, I was standing. I'm like, literally, it was perfect. I was standing here watching. I was. I thought the handshake with Arnold was a little sketchy. I could have, it could have been like smoother. Well, it wasn't awkward. The fact that you, I like, and then I yeah, um. <laughs> Yeah, no, there was no side hug. It was all good. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he, you know, oh, just God. one of those things. They even said, "You guys will come off, and then Arnold will come on." <laughs> they said that. That's yeah. the only thing they, they really actually I'm, said. I'm remembering really having gave, this conversation once before. Now they really gave. They really gave me no instruction other than you'll come off, and Arnold will come on. Yeah. So then Sean, Sean, Sean said to me, because he's done that before, he's like, yeah, well, we got to raise his hand, give him the jacket, you know, blah, 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 stick around. And then I'll let you know, I'll give you the nod, we'll walk away. And I was like, oh, thanks, Sean, you know? And then so we're like standing there with Brandon's hand in the air, you know, and Arnold walks right up with the trophy. I'm like, oh, fuck, what do we do with my hands? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you what know? to do with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was so great. Oh, man. Yeah. I think we talked about that for like an hour the next day. I just made it yeah, I, you I, over I, and over. I realize now that I, I kind of forgot about that, and I don't know if that was because it was like traumatic, so I like jettisoned it, and it just all came rushing back. <laughs> That's exactly what like, it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Leave, it to, leave it to your friend to bring it back. Remember that time? You know? And it was funny. It started as a good memory. Next. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, the time I was on stage with Arnold. And then I was sudden it rushed back. I was like, oh, God. Oh, you know, you forgot. You forgot about the pressure. Oh, man, that was good. So, so Scott, okay. you've had another week to think about it. Yes. Who is winning the Arnold Classic? Oh, man. Open. There's only one division. There's the men's open. Oh, so I'd have to look. I have to bring the list back up in order to answer that question. So you can skip me for and a moment, and then I'll, I'll we're come, doing come the, back we're, to me. Okay, so we're going to do, do who's winning and who's your 
like dark horse to like shake things up. Could win also, but whatever. All right, go to Ron. Go take to Ron. Ron. Well, my money just because you know me and the statistics is on is on Nick. That's my money, right? Right. Um, but Dark Horse, if I had to pick one to one surprise, is that that it? Just one to one to surprise. I mean, I think I think Nick is a safe bet. So it's the other it's the other option. Like, you know, it's almost like you're saying who's in second or could topple some people or whatever. You know, I don't know. I keep I keep I keep thinking that um, Samson's rate of improvement is um, didn't stop at the Olympia, right? So. Um, Imagine, you know, I was talking to Andrew Berry about this the other day. Imagine what he's going to look like in a few years now with maturity, more maturity to his muscle. Like imagine the potential, not only the short-term gains he's made, but imagine as he like really starts etching that in. Right. I'm I, I'm also going to go out on a limb just because I kind of get it. I kind of get excited. I think that we are going to see like a I'm going to go out I'm going to go out on a limb. I have a feeling. I think we're going to see a an Andrew Jacked where you're like, "Oh my god, he's in shape." Yeah. I think that's what we're going to see cuz you know how his glutes have like kind of been there but nothing mm-hmm. freaky. But like Andrew Jacked with like Derek Lunsford glutes shredded, like truly shredded. What does that look like? And Chris knows exactly how to do that. He's got to suffer. Yep. Chris knows that that's what makes a difference. I mean, everyone yeah. still goes back and looks at every. I've had I've had so many people go. You know, the year that Aceto helped Rami when he was kind of small. Yeah, he looked really yeah. good. Yeah, a little more. I would have loved to have seen them have some more time together, you know? You know what I mean? Like, he was in really good shape, and he was tight. And he he wasn't his best, and, but it was a step towards something, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was like an improvement, and, yeah. and it was like conditioning was better, and it was all these things like that that were like, oh, this is better, you know? And yeah. I think that we're going to see a, a step in Andrew. I think that, that Chris really wants to show that, you know, because – you know, mm-hmm. he loves to do that, right? Take someone who's good and make them like really good. Yeah. Right? right. So, yeah, I just, I'm excited. I think that there's potential there because, you know, you, the coach can want to do that, but does the guy have the mileage? Mm. You know, and Andrew Jack, right. Andrew mm. Jack is kind of like bodybuilder young, even though he's like, you know, kind of started late, but bodybuilder yeah. wise, he's, he's, he's kind of young. So that's when a guy like, you know, Chris coming in and like, you know, really pushing him can make the biggest difference. So, yeah. you know, and Psycho Lewis too, you know, I don't, I don't know him, but I mean, man, I mean, he's helped some of the best, you know, if that's what they need, if that's, if that's what they need, that's what they need, you know, we'll see. I think with a guy like Andrew Jack, the most important thing is that you're just pushing him, hmm. just push him. like, who cares? Like, okay, pick a style of training, whatever push him <laughs> like you know yeah. like okay what type of di- i don't care what type of diet you're gonna put him on but like push him like yeah. get him like suffer make, you know because yeah. he's got the genetics 
he's got, if you just add the suffering, then you get like the world-class conditioning with the crazy mass and all that stuff. And that's what I'm, I'm hoping to see just because, you know, I like seeing that shit. Ron, I got a question for Ron. What do you expect out of big Rami? So, you know, I'm pretty skeptical of when I hear people say, oh, we, we fixed his, we fixed this, we fixed that. Yeah. We corrected this, we corrected that. Just because of oh, personal experience, I know what it's like to have nerve issues and muscles that aren't the same as they used to be. And like, it's not just a massage away. Like, geez, it usually right. just gets worse for the rest of your life. It just doesn't, like, I don't know. I'm very skeptical that they fixed very much. If they did, like if he shows up and the dents in the legs are gone yeah, and the lats are fuller down like lower and his triceps are big and round and hard looking, I'd be just blown away. I want to know what stem cell treatment or what, what happened because I want it all over my body. You know yeah. what I mean? So I just don't know if that's what we're going to see. If, um, you know, I mean, Rami could win this show. Yeah. It's possible. Remy could win this show. It's possible he wins this show. Like he could show up with like vengeance in his eyes and they could have brought him down like 20 more pounds, just shredded the shit out of him. Just said, Mm -hmm. screw it. Death face. Bring him in. Just walk him on the stage. Just peel to the bone. Who cares if he's under 300? And he probably, he probably have a better chance of winning. You know what I mean? It'd still be the biggest guy. He'd still be the biggest guy by, you know, and also too, like, you know, comparing him to a guy like Nick, does he actually look better lighter? Because mm. then he's not blocky. Like if they're both kind of blocky, then it's still a comparison. But if like, you know, Nick's not the least blocky guy from the front, right? Yeah. So, you know, who knows? It might be an advantage to come in lighter and tighter with a smaller waist and really, really sucked in and ultra conditioned instead of trying to be huge when you're already Rammy. So I don't know. He could win the show, but I just, you know, he's got to show up and prove it. What do you think? I Dustin? think, I think that this show, there's two options for Rami, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest on which one I think it is. I think this show will put Rami being a, an, an, an Olympia winner again to sleep. Hmm. I think if if he doesn't, I mean, here, here's the spot he's in. If he doesn't come in and win, yeah, then it's over. Because these guys aren't getting worse; they're getting better. Yeah. So Nick Walker if you're going south, getting worse, and Samson's going north at a freaking rate that cannot be stopped. Then come the Olympia, we're not talking about. You know, it doesn't matter. Like if, if Rami beat Samson but didn't win the show, and and he still wasn't like holy cow. We're not talking about can you know, Rami's not even a subject for Samson anymore after that. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So these because these guys are drastically improving. So this show, for me, I thought this was an interesting decision because I like to play chess and understand the game is. You want to do a J where people write you off and you have time and you come back and you remind them who the you are. You know what I mean? And I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to remind us what we already know, hmm. which is, mm, you know, and, and, I, and I think he's a freak's freak. But I do. I, I just have a feeling like because, for example, like you just said, Ron, Ron like Nick, his look. But when Nick hits shots, 
Like when he's a front double, I, I don't see anything. I see no flaws. Yeah. He knows how to pull that waist in. He, he just looks freaky. And I'm like, I don't care. I love it. You know, yeah. when Rami hit shots, even good shots, I'm like, what's up with your leg? Oh, right. what's up with this? Why does your midsection not look that tight? Like, <laughs> there are a lot of things that are starting to happen. And like you said, Ron, like typically when your body starts to head in a direction, it, I've never seen, I mean, when Jay's back started to change, it didn't come back. When, you yeah. know, when Ronnie's back started to go, it didn't come back. Hmm. Like, once nope. you start going south, I just think you go south. Dennis Wolf's so. lats didn't come back. Nothing came back. Like, yeah. the, what, what people, you know, I'm going to say this, and I, I think that, um, <clears throat> like, when you're, especially when you're big, like, the bigger you are, when it's over, it's over. Yeah. Agreed. Like, it's over. As soon as you're not your best anymore, it's over. Because mm -hmm. your body can only be, you know, especially the big guys, your body can only be 320. And I'm literally speaking from personal experience on this. That's why, like, like what percentage of the planet's been 330? I know what it's like. Once mm -hmm. you're that weight, and then, you know, stuff happens to your body where you can't maintain that anymore. Like you start to get hurt and your body's breaking down and you're getting into your late 30s and yada, yada, yada. Like it's over. You'll never be that big again. It's impossible. And <clears throat> that's just the level they're at. These are the Formula One guys. If they're yes. not top, top, top condition and, and situational, you know, their, their training and their ability to push their bodies like – you know, if you if you have to hold back five percent in the gym at the Olympia level, your odds of winning are like reduced drastically. I feel like the margin for Don't. error is the mar the margin the margin for being able to like hold back is <laughs> is just so slim. Do you guys so. agree also though that my opinion in the t in the highest level is there's two judgings that take place on the stage. There's Rami mm -hmm. against Rami, and then there's Rami against everybody else. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's the other thing people forget about is you are judged against your best also. Hmm. So I feel like that's the hole that people don't get. It's like, I'm sorry, but ev everyone saw the pictures after this, you know, after this year's Olympia. I mean, how go, go toe to toe with when he worked with Aceto to now, which Rami of those two wins? Hmm. It's that one. Back then, for yeah. sure, he'd never won yet. That Rami beats this Rami. So that happens. Then you look up and you say, now, Nick Walker against the best. Oh, Nick Walker is better than he's ever been. Okay, so what? <laughs> if, if, and I agree with you guys on all this, I think part of the factor can be somebody who's really big, right? What about a guy, I mean, obviously he's not small by any means, but he's not a, a mass monster, just sheer volume. What about William Bonnick? Because William Bonnick's looked better in the past, you know? I mean, he could he could he pull it back together? Because I feel like for me, to me, there's more of a case for Bonnick being able to still win something like this. I don't know. I think it's possible. I wouldn't write him off, I'll put it that way, to be real dangerous. I wouldn't either because he was off at the Olympia. He wasn't like there was there wasn't like, a, oh, where did your lat go? 
Why did your right. waist get yeah. so big? Like that didn't happen. He was just a little off. So yeah, I would in this case I consider the Olympia a fluke for Bonac, not the other way around. You know, I think that's the right. thing that happens in bodybuilding over time is you're trying to decide which one was the fluke. Yeah, and he's only been off once, and he nails it every. And, and I hate to even say he was off, off against himself. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So. You, you, I would never bet against him. I think he's one of the most consistent, and I think Bonac's a freak. Like I consider him a freak show. So absolutely, of the freaks, he has got to be one of the most con- consistent freaks there is. Yeah. You know, he's he's uh, he's extremely dangerous. And and what your point was about him being off at the Olympia? That's sort of the same as like how Jay was able to come back and win the title. Because Jay didn't lose the title because his body lost the title. He lost the title because even he said he got complacent and he didn't get in good enough shape and he got beat. And yep. he knew right away that he was going to win the following year because he's like, oh, Jesus, all I have to be is in condition. I didn't get out wrestled. Right. And his body was still relatively very healthy. He was still killing it in the gym, right? So Jay came back with 100% conditioning issue the next year, just smashed it. Whereas, like you said, Ronnie's wasn't a conditioning issue. Ronnie's body literally started just not being able to yeah. do what it had to do. So, so that's 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 what I think. The same thing as what you just said about you know Bonac relative to Rami. I think that's the situation right. there as well. I saw him a couple of years ago. It was the 2020 show, the show that almost didn't happen. Uh, backstage, I was really sold on just how crazy he is. I, um, I'm trying right. to pull this up right now. I've got – check this out. Let me see if I can share this with you guys. I don't think I've ever shown this to you, this footage. Let's see here. Uh, I'm going to go to this. Hit this. All right. So check this footage out. This is in the pump-up room. And you could just see it backstage how incredible he looked. There's Rami. And this is before he got – this is right before he got real good. But Bonick's coming up here in a minute. Oh, and I'm going to be excited to see, uh, what's his name again? Um, Patrick Moore. We yeah. haven't seen him in a little while. What kind of muscle do you think he, he's growing? It'll either be the exact same guy or it'll be drastically different because I haven't seen him. Yeah, look at this. Just look at like how much ah. freaking muscle he has on him. Isn't that insane? I look at that like the Mr. Potato Head thing, right? Like it looks like the delt was put on, like a nose, <laughs> and then the arm was added. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you're muted, Ron. There you go. Did Did I ever tell you my story about when I first heard of William Bonac? No. Uh. Uh-uh. So I was in Dallas with Gasp. This would have been like 2000. Six, I don't know. Seven. I was with I was with Gas back then, and I was in Dallas, and we shot some footage. I can't remember the year. Anyways, um, they paired me up with Neil Hill, and we did like a chess video. And Neil was kind of like coaching me through. Like they said, "Hey, do you want to train with Neil Hill? We need an instructional video." And right. we thought it'd be cool if like Neil Neil trains you. And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure. I'd love to. You know, let, tell Neil to do whatever he wants." So we did this chess workout and stuff. We we're hanging out 
And we went and ate afterwards. And uh, Neil said, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, he goes, I got this guy that I'm helping. He's like, he's, he's, he's going to be really, really good. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he goes, yeah, like, he's going to be like Dexter Jackson good. And I was like, oh. And he's like, yeah, like, he, he'll win an Arnold and he, he might be able to win an Olympia. Like, you know, like, he was really like, this guy's real. And I was like, oh, who is it? And he's like, oh, his name's William Bonack. And I was like, oh, because I'd seen like one picture of him. Yeah. And I remember thinking he looked like a mini Kai Green because he had the same dreadlocks. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. And I said, I said, is that the guy that looks like a mini Kai Green? And he goes, yes. He goes, he's going to be incredible. And I was like, oh, cool. So like that was like the first time I like really knew who he was. Yeah, and then right. like, you know, within a year or two, he was like, you know, on the scene and, you know, smashing stuff, you know, blowing people away. So, yeah, it's just, you know, he's. He's uh he's one of those freaks, you know, where a guy like, you know, a guy like Neil saw him and was like, you got it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have all of it. <laughs> I would like to see him do really well for this show. I, I would like to see that. In fact, I, I'd be interested to see. Imagine if he comes in at his best and, and Nick yeah. comes in at his best, what that kind of battle would look like. Between their two I'd love for, I, I, I would love for this show, just because I'm sick and disturbed, I would love for it to be a like like an out of this world conditioning battle. Where there's, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. where there's like four or five guys that look like they're gonna die. Yeah. They're so shredded. Right. <laughs> like their faces are just just this no there's no gh water left in the cheeks i want guys just death camped i want like i want it to just be anatomy chart just stupid conditioning like everyone kind of accidentally picked the same strategy and they all come in just suck to nothing i just for some reason want to see because because all these guys so many of these guys are so big yeah that even if they come in light it doesn't doesn't make them look smaller like we're it's like home free to just get shredded because they're so huge yeah you know so i would love to see that and that includes includes akeem i want to see him in that crew oh yeah yeah i'd love to see him peeled out of his mind you know so okay it's, it's like a it's like the most trite statement before a show but it's one you hope for is you want to not know who's gonna win yeah, yeah, you really like, do. I like those shows where, like, we're like, no, 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 I, I Nick's definitely win. And then you go, what? Well, wait. And then Actually, all day on the side try. Yeah, and yeah, it, like, bothers you all you day. Know, everybody's talking about it then, right? Yeah, because there's there's always in you know, I mean, obviously in our era, Ron, like, there's typically the blowout. Like, you know, no one wondered like when Dexter was winning the Arnold. You're like, well, you know. Like, because because he was so nuts, you know. But like, I would love it if the the guys came in, and it was just a battle, preferably, which never happens. But I like when there's like a three or four person battle. The two is cool, but like when they gotta shuffle them around because they're not because they're doing it for the show, but they're really trying to figure it out. Which means we have no idea what the judges are looking at. We're like, oh, this guy's either winning or he's getting fourth. Like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love that. The Olympia, so we'll but it's, it's, I mean, hard to beat what just happened at the Olympia, right? True. All this True. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was such a great ending. We weren't really sure 
You know, like the putting Rami on the end thing was like, is that? Are they messing this? with us? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like what the? You know, like it was yeah. just such a cha- chaotic judging call out, and I I love those. I I love when when the crowd because you know we've talked about how lame bodybuilding crowds can be, yeah. and and I love it when the call out just sort of like takes care of that. Like at the pre judging, the crowds just like when you we get that when you get the crowd yelling and mm-hmm. screaming and prejudging it's like oh yeah this is going to be a killer night show yeah absolutely <laughs> so absolutely yeah sometimes it works out you know sometimes it works out a lot more interesting than others we know that for sure there's it's like three hundred thousand reasons for this to be a hell of a fight <laughs> that's what the winner takes i thought it was yeah oh yeah i guess it's 300 yeah 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 for sure you know i like I don't that. if you noticed but there are one or two additional entrants once the 300,000 was set. <laughs> yeah. Damn. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. What's, it's like when somebody invites me to dinner. Like, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to go. I'll pay. I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what's like third place? First place is 300. If it's like it usually is. Let me guess while Scott Be like 100. But I, it's usually, though, usually it's like, uh, it's like half, half or half. a little less. So it'd be 150 well, or 100. Yeah, last year. Like 75. Last year was 200 and then 120 and then 70 Ooh. and then 37.5, then 20. So those first three, though, are actually pretty cool, though, because it's more than half for second and then more than half for the guy that's third right. versus second. That's not a cool, too bad. Not too bad. That's a cool breakdown, you know? Right. You know, yeah. See, uh, no, I, I, too, I'm, much I'm, I'm too much sharing. Too much sharing. Winner take all. Yeah. There we- <laughs> <laughs> and let's give them all swords. Wait, never mind. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't want socialism in my bodybuilding. No sharing. <laughs> Not everybody can get a trophy or a, or a check. Yeah, no, just first place. That's it. Valid. What are you looking at, Scott? You got okay. me very interested with What's all Scott this searching. At? I was looking Scott's for got me under the impression he's about to tell us something. So I was, giving I him, was like, looking. Some space. Yeah, yeah, I was looking for the 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 rest of the prize money, but I am not seeing it though. So, but I mean, it is a huge jump because they said uh, this is the second year. So that last year, two hundred thousand. Uh, before that, it was one hundred and thirty. So I mean, yeah, like yeah. they're really it jumping twice. it up. So I'm not sure. I'm sure somebody. I'll tell you what. If you're watching this and you know, then comment with uh, with what it is, and I will tag. I'll, I'll I'll pin your comment at the top so that everybody else will know too. We can rely on our audience for that. Okay. Okay. What do you got, Dusty? You look like you're looking at something. I'm looking at my ring doorbell to see why the dogs are losing their mind. Ah. <laughs> okay. They, okay. They have a real issue with my deliveries, and I order a lot of stuff. You know? Right. Have you guys? I, 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 I got. Have you guys heard of? And don't get this twisted, Ron. Have you heard of Stanley's? Like Stanley's cup, the cups that they have that are like, like the what's what's the? Um, Was it like a the thermos fancy? cup? Yeah, like a Yeti, like a Yeti, yeah. but they're called Stanley Cup. Yeah. Okay. And I heard this because my oldest was like, I ordered a Stanley Cup. And I'm like, a Stanley Cup? Like, we're going to hold up the air and win the Stanley Cup? No. She's like, no, a cup. So she tells me she ordered this $50 cup. Yeah. And I was like, you make like $10 an hour. You bought a $50 cup. 
We got to okay. talk. I'm looking at him right anything. now. Yeah. Right? So she orders it, and I was like, whatever. She gets it, puts ice in it, has a drink, and then she goes to work and then goes to her friend's house and then comes home the next day, and she comes downstairs. She goes, I got to show you something. And she opens the cup, and it's still full of ice. Oh, wow. I like the sound And of now that. I have hundreds of dollars of these cups coming to my house. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I must have one of these stupid cups. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, I am now listed, man. without even using one, a Stanley Cup as underrated. Wow. Because I like my ice. I actually picked two colors to make sure they could come tomorrow just so I for sure had them for the trip. So when I'm at the booth, yeah. I have an icy cold beverage. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell nice. yeah. And I bet you they'll equally keep coffee hot, too. So there's that. They actually, if you scroll down on it, it lists how long oh, they will wow. keep it. It'll keep a, like a cold drink in there, cold, for yeah. seven hours with no ice. Wow. I like the sound Two of that. Two days for ice in there. This, yeah. This I don't sounds work like for witchcraft. them in case anyone's wondering. Yeah. Or nuclear power, <laughs> one of the two. Somebody researches, look who owns Stanley. Oh, Dusty Hanshaw. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I saw there was lots of fun colors too, Dusty. I assume you ordered an array of colors to go with your shirts yeah, and well, hats I, and chucks. Yeah, I started out with just the basic, like I said, because I had to get it here. My my black one, I got like a shiny black and then a dark black. Those don't get here till Thursday. That does not help me. That does not help me. So right. we did two quickies, right. $140 later for two cups. Oh, God. The 40 ounces, though. 40 ounces. Yeah. I, so see, when this I is glance over, I you go, is your, is your drink warm there, Ron? Because this beverage is mm, it's very icy. Yeah. yeah. The, the, so there you go. The, I get to skip all this because I don't really like, I don't really care about care. ice. Yeah, you see? Know? I don't really care. You got to remember, like, though, Ron, obviously, I am so warm-hearted versus you. Restaurant. I, I know, I know. I just, I don't really care about ice. I'm fine with just ice cold water. Just by just fill my shaker with ice cold water and just drink it. And I'm okay Dude, with it. This one here, like my ice is like, it's dwindling and I got to keep refilling yeah. and it's a disaster. Oh, that's cool. I'm not, the next I'm fridge I buy, anymore. I'll probably have an ice maker on it. You know, whenever I'm forced to buy a new fridge, I'll buy one with an ice maker on it. But for now, I'm okay. I don't really bother. You, you don't listen. have an ice maker in your fridge? Well, How yeah, in the freezer ice? part, but I. I don't really make ice. I don't really ever have ice in my freezer. You know, Victoria is not really a big ice. ice fan either. And I wonder if it's a Canadian thing just because it's already so cold up there. You guys don't I mean, really water care. Water comes out of the tap, like almost freezing. <laughs> <laughs> it comes down like glaciers. Ice, it's like one degree <laughs> right under <laughs> glacier. <laughs> that might be valid there. Let's, we got to go somewhere warm so you can find out what water is like for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm an ice. Well, hey, in Mexico, maybe I put ice in my, in my jug, you know, put some ice in the jug, let, fill let it me, up. Maybe I would be more of an ice guy. <laughs> I have to laugh at how, how not ice you are because my freezer makes two different types of ice. <laughs> So I have big ice and little oh, ice. Yeah, yeah. We have an ice and, buffet. And then we have you have an ice. And then buffet. we have the big the big squares of ice if anyone's having a drink. Right. We have those right. also. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm a mess. Yeah, I just you have, realized have that. an array. You don't want to serve you don't want to serve like scotch on the rocks with the wrong type of rocks. And then you don't want to put the wrong type of ice in a diet coke. Like you gotta have 
different types of ice. People hey, are going to think you're some kind of barbarian. Ron, I just thought of you, and I was like, Ron doesn't want surprises. So I'm like, ice or no ice? He's like, ice. I'm like, big or small ice? He's like, big. I'm like, how big? <laughs> <laughs> this just turned into an interview. Yeah. <laughs> That's the moment right there. Okay. All right. Sorry, I derailed us. But everyone... Order a Stanley Cup. Use code. I'm kidding. I don't have a code, but you want one. And let let <clears throat> anyone out there who's sort of like me and like on the regular day to day, they don't really care about ice. Like I'll occasionally throw some ice in my shaker at the gym if I just happen to be by the ice machine. But I'm yeah. not really like I'm not I don't habitually use ice at all. So let me know if you're if you're like me. I, I want to know if I'm team weird. ice or team no ice. We need to know which one. Are yeah. You? But like I said, if I pull up to the drive-through window and I order to Diet Coke, there better be some ice in it. I mean, but not I'm a whole not cup like, full of ice. I'm not. Oh, that not, pisses well, me I'm, off. That's Chick-fil-A. a problem. I'm not anti-ice. I just right. don't have it in like, you know, it's like I'm not anti-chocolate cake. I love chocolate cake, but I don't have it in my house. Well, listen, guys, okay. we, we aren't going to have time for a Saturday episode. Uh, it can't happen this week. So that said, I did have some listener questions. Do you guys have the time yes. to tackle them uh, today? Fire. Okay, because I'm hoping to. This I is have my a thought. shit ton as well. I'm, this is so my thought, is that there's going to be some people like me that are doing a several-hour drive to Columbus, and they can listen to this episode like while they're on their way to get all pumped up for the Arnold. And we already talked about that, right? So then we just got to fill the rest of their drive now, right? So You're driving to the Arnold? Of course, yeah. Yeah, That's I just funny. came back too because I was literally just there for Elite uh, last week. So, how many yeah. hours is that? Drive? You drove there last week? Yeah, yeah, I drove Sunday night. Like Dave Tate interview. Three hours. Three hours. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, Three hours. It's, Never mind. yeah, that's okay. not bad at all. And it's kind of a cool okay. drive too because once you get through Toledo, you get on twenty three, which is just like a two lane highway type thingy. You know, it's like. There's there's no real lights. It's all just like it's all corn in just woods and you know nothing. Occasional farmhouses. It's only like a fifty, a sixty or fifty five mile an hour road. But it's just like it's easy. There's no traffic or anything if you leave at the right time. So it's a nice it's a nice drive until you get to Columbus okay. and then it picks back up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there was a comment. This okay. was from episode two hundred. This is from Connie Richards. So you know people were reflecting on that episode about what they've learned from us. Uh, over these 200 episodes. And Connie Richard says, lessons from Ron, too many to list. But the main one, the only reason you lifted was to lower it. Well, I think I actually stole that from Dusty. But yeah. I might have said it on the podcast before he did. I don't know. But yeah, that's, that's actually game, something though. I think I, I kind of stole <laughs> from you. But um, yeah, and I'm referring to people obviously not using their negatives properly it's part of the set use your negatives yes yes there you go uh from dusty I have a bad habit oh, chew your food thoroughly really yes. thoroughly i almost died just trying to get on this episode because i was in a rush to eat a sandwich a sandwich by the go. way ron um <laughs> and here's the important one that everyone needs to remember elaborate. from scotty assume it's, it's loaded. loaded red is dead and <laughs> it truly is just bodybuilding. Well, I like, I like how you threw that in, though. That was, a, that was a good way to highlight the just bodybuilding, as in don't take yeah. it so seriously, maybe. That's good. Yeah. 
That's good. Connie. That's a good one. We had, I think we may have had somebody mention this before on one of the shows. Um, where was that one? It was about uh, headaches while lifting. Yeah, yeah, this one. Oh. Um, he says, uh, hey, guys, I wondered if y'all have ever developed exertion headaches. Uh, took a pendulum squat all the way to failure, bottomed out the pendulum because I hit failure before I thought I would. Every set after made my head absolutely pound. And for the next week, I've read to take it easy. Just wondering if y'all have ever had issues with these things. Um, yeah, I've so uh, he said that every set afterwards made his head pound. Yeah. So that might be a different type of headache than what I've had. But I've had exertion headaches where I couldn't possibly do another set. I was completely debilitated. Like I, when the first time I had it, I actually thought if I was like, I think I have to call 911, like I might be dying. But the pain was so severe and it was in the back of my head, in the back of my neck. It built. I felt it build in the back of my neck as I was doing a rep. And then when I got to the top, it was on the hack squad. I'll never forget it. I got to the top of the hack and it hit me and I had to like rack the hack squat and sit on a bench and like just try not to move and just survive it. It was debilitating. I couldn't have finished my workout at all. And then I had it happen again, like a month later on the incline, I was pushing my head against the bench, dumbbell pressing. And I remember, and it happened again. And so I went to the doctor and I told him and he's like, oh man, like he checked my blood pressure and it was a little high. Cause I was like, I think I was young. I was running like Anadrol for the first time. And he was like, oh man, your blood pressure is a little high. So I remember I started taking these herbs and then I got my blood pressure checked a week later and it was way back down to normal. Like it was funny. I was using Hawthorne. I was using Hawthorne and a couple of things and this back in the nineties. And, um, I also like cleaned up my diet and it was back down like, like, like drastically. And he was like, okay, this is better. And then, and I, the headaches didn't come back for a while, but then I had a few more like throughout my life. I'd have the odd one. Like I'd be squatting and I'd just be on like the seventh rep and I'd feel, I'd feel that build in the back of my neck and I'd be like, Oh shit. And I'd like rack the bar to try to dodge it. And sometimes you dodge it, but if you don't dodge it in time, it hits you anyways. And then you're, you're screwed. You can't finish your workout. And I think some of it is tension on the neck. Like you're straining mm-hmm. your neck and it does something to the, the blood flow in there. I think it's something to do with that. And if your blood pressure is maybe already like borderline high because you're like big and huge and I don't know, I don't know exactly what it is, but there I've had like brutal headaches. So, but not for ages. I've never had that. I've known people that have, but I've never had it. And obviously the very simple one is like, uh, when you wrote and for the next week, do you mean you had a headache for a week after that? Because to me, that sounds like doctor shit, or is he saying for the next week, take it easy? I think so. he meant. I think he meant, yeah, take it easy. He was told, or he read to take it easy for mm-hmm. the next week, is what he was saying. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't. I don't take headaches lightly, um, especially that kind of thing, because I know what they can be. So mm, yeah, yeah. I would definitely look, I would definitely, like Ron said, check your blood pressure, which if you're bodybuilding in any way, shape, or form, and you don't have a good cuff in your house, you are out of your mind. Yes. You should check your blood pressure all the time. You should. And I I hate, I'll ask people that, that are like bodybuilders of mine, and I'm like, what was your blood pressure? Give me your blood pressure tomorrow. And they're like, how am I going to get it? I'm like, what do you you mean? 
you don't have that, like you should. It's like a fifty dollar thing to buy. And so, make yeah. sure you have a cuff. We just talked about this on muscle rise. Make sure you have a cuff that fits your arm. You know, that's important. Yeah. Very what true. About, Sorry. Had to what about a that a little posing question here. Um, first of all, he says lat spreads for the algorithm question and how uh, how long did it take for you to get your posing from I need a mirror to it's down to a T. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. You just wait to see. Um, well, I might, my mandatory poses were like nailed at my first show. I remember the judges telling me at my very first show, they were like, you're really good. Like you nail those mandatories, you know, head to toe. But that's cause I'll never forget like reading like would have been 1990 or something. But I read like a Dorian Yates quote in a magazine and he was like, the mandatory poses are all because someone asked him about his posing routine, not being fancy or something. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, the mandatories are where you win and lose the show. Like if you can't do the mandatories, if you can't stand perfect for 15 minutes, then you're just lazy. Like it's ridiculous. <clears throat> and so right. I just remember knowing that mandatory poses were like that's where you win and lose a show that's that's it can you do them or not like you have to be able to hit them perfectly no excuses yeah. so that's where i got that from at like the very beginning and so mm. you just you just got to work on it like analyze the photos we, we were learning by watching vhs tapes too we were just watching vhs tapes watching guys do their olympia routines and we we're just copying them but we had to use our brains like what what degree flexion is his elbow it's about 45. Okay. So I'll put it 45. Okay. His arm is parallel to the floor. So it's not up here. Right. And it's not down here. It's parallel to the floor. Mm -hmm. So I put it there. Okay. Now where's his one foot? But, and I just break it down. It's not hard. They're right in front of you. You're looking at them. Just yeah. do that. <clears throat> Copy it. Practice it. I, I, f I feel like if you, and, and this is, this is, I, I'm guilty of. I loved prepping for bodybuilding shows, and I loved being huge. I did not love bodybuilding. And what I mean by that is, if you don't understand that posing is everything, and you need to put as much or more effort into posing as you any other part of your prep, then you don't love actually bodybuilding. Because the show is decided there. And the higher up the ranks you get, the more important that is. You know, um, I was never a great poser because I, I didn't like it. I didn't care that much, but I was conditioned so I could hold them for a really long time. Mm. But if you want to be as best you can on stage, you versus you, I'm not talking about how far you're going to go, then you have to perfect it because you have to hit a shot and then look at it objectively and say, okay, is there anything I could do with my body to make this better? Yes. Yeah. You know, should the hip go sideways? Should this do this? I mean, like I laugh, but and I don't think that many followers catch it. But you'll see a guy like Derek Lunsford or or you know something like that be like, "You guys like this or this better?" And I'm like, "You're so good. They're both awesome." But the <laughs> point is, he as good as he is, he's literally trying to decide if there's any difference between yeah. these shots. And I understand, yeah, like his feet are just like slightly different. You know, but I promise these guys are yeah. thinking of that. Like, yeah. how much can I get this one percent better? And I think that's when you realize you're a champion bodybuilder because you're that obsessive. You know, so yeah, just a thought because posing should another be thing that, 
nuts. Go ahead. Yeah. And another thing about posing is, um, you know, we talk a lot about how everything is just repetition and time spent, right? So, so you're only going to be so big at your first show because, yep. you know, you're only so big. You're, you've only given yourself so many weeks to get in shape, right? So you can get in the best shape you possibly can given the time if you do it right. But posing, you can have your posing nailed at your first show. Yep. You can have it. There's, it that's, there's no, you don't have to, there's no muscle mass gaining. There's no fat loss to do with your posing. It's, it's just motor skills and movement. Anyone can learn it. And it's yeah. just time and repetition. And I hear people set themselves up. They're like, oh, yeah, my, you know, I'm not really good at posing. So, like, mm. you know, I'm just – and I'm like, okay, so that's more of an emergency. If you're not really good right. at posing, now we have an emergency. Before, we just had you being not posing enough, but now you've admitted you're not good at it. So now it's like a huge weakness. You know, it's like – so they'll say, I'm not good at posing, and they'll pose less. Mm. And it's like – it's like, no, 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 you can't avoid this. Like, I've had people come to me three weeks out. They're like, hey, can you have a look at my posing? And I'm like, sure. And I look at it, and it looks like they have never practiced anything ever. Or just like and sweating like, buckets out. within three you minutes. You don't know how to do a front double. You don't know how to do a lat spread. You can't stand relaxed. You don't know what quarter turns are. You don't even know what they're supposed to look like. You're literally staying sideways. Like, you know, so I've seen people just so radically unprepared yeah. to pose on stage. And blows my I, mind because they have 100% control of it. 100% control. I, just completely I, neglect it. So don't do that. I have to tell you guys two stories that are so funny. First one's not funny. I triggered but Dusty. I saw, him, I saw him. Yeah. No, this is, this is just a classic. But the first one is just a true statement that, you, that people need to realize. I was just telling my training partner this yesterday. So I was doing – I worked with this guy for the first time. It was um, – I was trying to win my first overall. So I work with this guy and I hit a rear lat spread and he's like, that's really good. I go, okay. He goes, it, it, it could be a lot better. I said, okay, what, what should I do? And he goes, well, we've got two options. We can either wait a year and you can put on 20 pounds of muscle. He goes, or you could push your elbows two inches further forward <laughs> and look like you yeah. put on 20 pounds of muscle. And I was like, Okay, so he goes, put your elbows two inches forward. And I did, and he took a picture, and he showed it to me, and I was like, what is that? Yeah. I mean, it literally right. looked like I put on massive amount of weight. So yeah. that was the valuable story, but this is the funny one. So I used to meet with guys to pose them, and this guy came in, and I taught him all his shots, and he knew them, and he was nailing them. So I was like, okay, face front, core turn, core turn, core turn, core turn. Okay, front double. Okay, front last spread. Okay, side chest, right? All in order. Then like a couple days out from the show, he comes in. I go, I face front, and I go, side chest. And he just looked at me. Oh, go, you called it out of order, didn't you? He didn't remember any of them. He was just doing them in order and wasn't oh, paying attention shit. to the names. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, how is this possible? I go, do a side chest. And he goes, which one is that? I go, do a front double. And he just looked at me and I'm like, you're the dumbest person I've ever met. You're Holy kidding shit. me. Oh, wow. <laughs> I swear I, to God. I could. I literally like, he walked out and I'm like, how? Oh. I was saying the words, yeah. but because I right. was saying them in order, yeah. he, it was like he didn't hear me for like three months. 
Okay, so I've seen right. it happen where people get thrown off if you do the poses out of order. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's yeah. a whole other yeah, thing. Yeah. That's a whole other well, thing. It was like you didn't even know I've them. Seen, yeah. I've seen people freeze up on stage because the judges will be like, okay, uh, let's uh, let's bring uh, 16 back out, uh, yeah. send 12 back. You bring 13 out. Okay, guys, back double bicep. Yeah. And like the odd guy's like, what? Wait, but I like didn't certain, do five no. other poses before, yeah. you know, three Half other poses before around. that. You got like three guys turn around, put their leg back, hit a back double. The other two guys are standing there like looking at each other. Like, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen yeah. that a lot. It's funny. <laughs> it's you so know? amazing. I just remember thinking to myself, I was like, how is this even possible? I mean, yeah. we had probably practiced, no exaggeration, seven and a half hours i'm gonna say 15 meetings at 30 minutes a piece yeah so you're kind of standing there you're going like this like quarter turn so he just knows it's yeah. like next pose next pose yeah, the next one it's this one and then it's this one yeah 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 <laughs> i was like yeah, okay. oh god so <laughs> for, i'm really glad even, that that took place before the stage <laughs> yeah for my first show yeah, my coach funny. had told me like you need to practice without a mirror so what I ended up doing was I borrowed my parents' camcorder and I literally yep. had it set up on a tripod in my house and I would hit my poses. I'd run through all of them and then I'd go back and I'd hit rewind and I'd hit play and I'd watch the poses and I'd be like, oh, I don't like the way that one looked, you know? And then after I run through all that, then I'd just go back and I would hit that same pose, whatever pose, like front double bicep. I'd hit that pose, you know, hold it for 15 seconds. And then I'd go hit stop and hit rewind and hit play and look at that and be like, okay, that was better. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, but I got to try to bring this, this elbows down a little bit. I got to bring it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was literally, I did right. that and that worked out really well. And if somebody wanted to do that today, it's a lot easier because you don't have to borrow your parents' camcorder if you have a phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> Your parents don't even so have a camcorder. I, right. <laughs> I, I borrowed a camcorder for my first show, too. Did in you? 97. No kidding. And I set it up. My uncle had one. And I set it up. But I hooked it up to my TV. Oh, so yeah. So I could pose and watch myself on the TV yeah. in front of the camera. And then when I was ready, I would turn the TV off with the remote. And I would run through a series. Yeah. And then I would rewind it and watch it on the TV. Nice. You know what I mean? So it's the same same sort of thing. But yeah, that's how we were doing it. Yeah. It was it was, it was funny, you know? Yeah. There's a good you know, old there's camcorder. gonna be listeners Googling camcorder. Yeah. Camcorder. What is, what is he speaking camcorder? of? So we had a what couple is home phone line. Um, <laughs> we had a couple comments about uh do you guys remember we were talking about Michaela's set? One person commented yes. and I don't have a screen cap of it that it was like over eight minutes long. So there's that. Yeah. And then just so that we know, because I wanted you guys to know, Lee Priest watched that episode and he suggested instead of 100 reps to do 1,027. <laughs> I heard that anything other 1,024 creates too much cortisol. No, did you yeah. see these legs? I You've seen Lee's legs. Yeah. He, never, he never actually did the 27. He always stopped at 24. That's what I heard. 1,024. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he was an extreme steroid abuser. That's true. Right. So there is that. So we right. can get to the he was on so much Very extreme. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't he on 10 I use a GH because he was legally a dwarf? Isn't that what they used to say? <laughs> no, no. That was 10 I use that was like the rumor. times a day, I'm pretty sure. Was yeah, it really a rumor they said like, about him? Well, so it was like some dumb thing. Someone's like, oh, yeah, Lee Priest got some doctor to like write that he was a 
technically, you know, height, whatever, a or whatever, so yeah. he could get you. It's like, there was like these dumb rumors about Lee when he, when he was young, because he was such a freak. Yeah. So like, and I remember I was in Australia, like in the mid nineties, oh, right? Yeah. So he had just, he had just like, you know, gotten huge and he was like the big star from Australia. So of course there's all these dumb, ridiculous rumors and all oh, the guys that knew just laughed. Like I was of with all the guys that actually knew, you know, knew who he was and they just thought these rumors were just so funny. Yeah. But yeah, he had to put up with a lot of that shit. And to this day, because so. he'll still tell. And here's the thing is that when he says what his cycles were, like he literally, he doesn't change. The story doesn't change. You notice that? Like Never when changes. people, no, when people make shit up. Yeah, exactly. The stu- <laughs> it doesn't change. He's not like, you know, one day he says this much, this day it's that much. So right. that I think leads to credibility in itself. So, but yeah. people to this day yeah, are yeah. like, oh no, man, you know. <laughs> I just right. love looking at those old pictures okay. of him and realizing okay. he was better at 17 than we will ever be. Oh, yeah. Anyways, he was, back to the picture. He was beating growing men that were doing the sport for years at that age, you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing it for 15 minutes. It was his first set. Okay, sorry. What do we got yeah. here? Question for the next podcast. <clears throat> oh, dick. I completed, la- I competed last October, and then I took a health phase. And now I'm 10 like weeks. I laugh. Yeah, and now uh, I'm 10 weeks into my off season. I've been adding some quality size and doing everything I should be doing. I'm almost 15 pounds from stage weight and not fat. However, I've been getting unbearable lower back pumps um, even while walking. Zodium has been consistent, drinking a ton of water. Uh, Any advice, tips for exist uh, for... Uh, existing as we continue to try uh, and add more size. Well, he said he's up almost 50, 50 pounds from stage. Just yeah. throw that in there. Um, how long? He said 10 weeks into his off season. That is a ton of weight to put on. Yeah. So dangerous here for me to say this, but I think you're probably fatter than you think. Because right. you put on 50 pounds in 10 weeks and you're saying there's not that much fat and you're complaining about all the things that sound like fat. Mm. Right. I mean, because you like, let's get bold here and say that you lost muscle going into that prep. So you put five pounds back on. And then let's get really bold and say that in 10 weeks you put on 10 pounds of pure muscle. There's still 35 pounds left over that we got to figure out where they came from in 10 weeks. And you did not put on 15 pounds of muscle since your show. So there's my answer. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I would say as far as um, um, the lower back pumps go, I mean, that obviously is just when you have fluid on you or you're holding water or anything, that's all way more likely to happen. And that happens on like the bad contest rebounds. But you're like, you know, a long ways after your show. So um, I would say part of it too is people get – People get out of shape after their show. It happens all the time. They're doing so much cardio. They're probably stretching more. They're probably doing all this stuff when they're doing their show. They're posing. They're moving. They're just they're they're in better shape. And then after the show, they just lift weights and get stronger and do nothing else. It happens all the time. And uh, and then things get tight. And they're like, oh, my shoulders are tight. My hips are tight. My back's killing me. But it's just they're just not really doing what they were doing. And they don't realize how much they've stop doing that's part of it Mm -hmm. and then you add the fluid 
add the Anadrol, add the McDonald's. Yeah. And you got these crazy back pumps that, you know. So it's mul- it's multi-pronged issue, usually. Yeah, pull the draw, pull the D-ball, see what happens. <laughs> pull the McD's. Yeah. Yeah. I, it is something that I work with a client, so I ask almost every week when somebody starts really pushing up and wait. I'm like, and how's the low back? And how's the low back? Right. Yeah. You know, right, right. When we, once we cross a lot, I have found, at least with myself, and you guys that are listening will find this too, is you'll hit a weight that's your heaviest ever that's very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then in a year or so, that weight will be plus 12, 15 pounds before you find that unbearable point again. You know, because it used to be like, for me, 260 used to be like hell. Everything was uncomfortable. Breathing sucked, all those things. And now, like, 280, I feel like a ninja. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sleeping like a champ, going upstairs, not even breathing hard. You know, it's just different. What else we got, Scott? But one more question here, and I don't know if you guys had anything else you want to throw in. Actually, this wasn't a question. It was a comment. It says, I used Dusty's uh, switching the price tag on chicken <laughs> breast. That wasn't real. And that I wasn't almost, real. And I almost got caught. Any more tips <laughs> would be appreciated, and thanks for the content. All the best, uh-huh. all around bodybuilding podcast. Oh, uh, don't do that! This is amazing. Don't this is do amazing. That. That, that's not, that was my yeah. that was my sarcasm. He was totally joking. <laughs> I hope he's joking too. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, wow, that no. was amazing. Do you have any other good tips, super, Dusty, to compliment that super one? Super fucking lame. Sorry for the swear, Scott. Super lame and embarrassing. If you get caught stealing at a grocery store, like. Don't do that. Uh, you know, humiliation. You know, I did. I did get. I, I did catch a guy stealing for me at the grocery store once. For so you. I'm buying for me. I'm, I'm, at the, I'm at the checkout stand. Get Dusty that steak. I've got the you know the little the little. Get Dusty, steak. I got. I don't some. know. There's like eight, <laughs> there's eight there's like eight chicken breasts in the thing, right? Yeah. So I put like five of them on there. Drop them on. And the guy, the guy scans the first one, and then he scans it four more times. Okay. I'm like, they sell those by weight. Oh, yeah. You can't scan that one five times. And I watched. So I just did what any honest man would do. I leaned forward, saw that that was the second cheapest one, and kept my mouth shut. Yeah, that's what you've got to do at that point. <laughs> you have no other option. Because I didn't want to embarrass him on how... <laughs> dumb he was but if it was the most expensive one i would have embarrassed him um (laughs) but i literally was like you can't possibly be this stupid they're not the same yeah it's not marshmallows it's not a it's not a package i literally watched it i was like that saved me like seven dollars thanks dude why did you do that but yeah i'm no longer joking on the podcast for fear that i will get someone arrested and they'll go dusty said that he did it i learned about it on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) dusty does not condone theft in any way i promise um (laughs) so ron you said you had a bunch of questions oh and you have to i have a bunch of questions sure that that your that her question to you gets answered because i don't remember if you'd asked that before about the album which one was it who's which which one was Nikki hers? He asked Ron, oh. um, what or is uh, if he could only listen to one album for the rest of his life, which one would it be? Oh God, yeah, the That's Desert Island question. album. I, like, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Which one? No, he's saying like with the album right? you would listen to if you only had one album on a desert island. Yeah, Desert Island album. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Desert yeah, Island that album. One. 
it's very tricky because you know you're, you're not going to be in one mood the rest of your life you know what i mean yeah and it's uh and you think man i only got one album and then you don't want to pick one that doesn't rock enough because you're not always going to feel like listening to nice music you're going to want some i need to get psyched up to go hunting and fishing okay. i'll make a dubstep mixtape for you just take that with you yeah yeah there you go let's go <laughs> get nice, real nice mix That's it. yeah scotch dubstep i don't know <laughs> you know i think here here i'll 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 give a very like expected answer and then i'll give like a 20 second explanation okay yeah. i i i would i would pick i would take acdc back in black i've said to that okay. it's my favorite album but it's also a reminder of how you can do a lot with very little. It's super simple, right? It's just guitar. It's super simple. Just everything about it is simple. Stripped down. You know, it's aggressive. So I use it to get psyched up for hunting and fishing. Like I said, very important. People aren't, you don't want to neglect a little bit of psych up for hunting and fishing expeditions if you're stuck yeah, on a strip. Just desert headphones. Island. Headphones if you're going to be hunting because we don't want to scare them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you might know. want to have some AirPods or something. Yeah. So yeah, I would pick that. You know, I, I, I you know, it'd be nice to have like, uh, uh, you know, like an album that had a, a wider range of stuff on it, but you know, I think I think I'd go with that one. Just you got to stay on your toes, you know. I like it. That's good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll take that. Sorry, yeah, she had. I was like, I better make sure this gets answered. That could be like a whole series yeah. of questions. I think like Desert Island, this and Desert Island, that. You know. Yeah, I, I yeah. think we need I to mean, do an episode where we do an Ask Ron. Yeah, and we just. Everyone has to well, ask Ron questions because I always like to know the answers myself. So I'm just asking this for me. I, but I, I, I think mean, we, what would Ron I say? think we, we put Scott on a desert island and we make him watch Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I think that's, that's what we do. Still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. <laughs> what is, Here, I got a question together. for you. <laughs> I got a question for you. Okay, and there's a total egg egg white shortage yeah they're out there's no eggs no egg whites it's kind of happening right, right now re- yeah like right you know yeah. this guy's saying things are getting out of hand yeah. what do you replace them with you know because you know yeah some people like to have breakfast it's just they don't want to have chicken for breakfast like what do you do you go to yeah. greek yogurt do you just go to whey isolate what do you replace your eggs and egg whites with if they you know you can't do them anymore what do you have do you just need more meat well, you just said we couldn't, like, I mean, I would just eat steak, but because <clears throat> it's better than eggs. Anyways. But if I was trying to actually, like, if you said, okay, I have two whole eggs and X amount of egg whites, I would make it up in whey protein and natural peanut butter. Simple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It works. That's probably what I'd do. I don't feel yeah. as like, I don't feel like as, a, so it, here's the thing. Even when I've been dieting, if my first meal is a shake, I don't feel like my digestive system is really turned on yet with a shake. You know, 30 minutes later, I feel like I still haven't eaten yet or I don't feel hungry at all. And then I eat meal too. And then after that, like, it's like my, now my digestive system is moving and now it's like the real hunger is triggered. Do you know what I'm saying? It's Mm -hmm. like, I don't feel solid with just a shake. I've done it. I've done it more than a lot of more than a lot of times. I'll put it that way. More than a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. than a lot of times. Yeah. I would, he, I would he does measurements with, like me, Ron. A shit ton of this. <laughs> a shit ton of this. A pinch of that. And a more than oh, a yeah. lot of times. Yeah, more times than I can count. Yeah. I would pick a meat personally. Okay. 
Okay. But there is something to be said about if you have steak all the time. That's what I think. Yeah. Do you eat steak for like all your meals? I eat red meat two or three times a day every day. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just wouldn't I, I want to mind. do Go ahead. I, I never buy it. I, I never buy it, but I don't mind Greek yogurt with like, you know, some granola and whey and berries stirred, natural peanut butter stirred up in it, just all mashed up. That can be delicious. You know, I don't, I, I don't mind going to that. Yeah. If I got to, you know, I just don't want to eat the same okay. thing for every meal. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. If you have steak for breakfast or chicken for breakfast, now you're like, yeah. now you're like having it. You know, how many more times? Yeah, yeah I know what you, mean. you want something different. Okay, okay, I got one more. Only one. Go I ahead. know. I. Yeah, yeah. Would you rather master all musical instruments or all sports? Huh. Which would benefit you more in life? You know exactly what I'm well, just thinking. Think, just think about right now. Think about like right now at this age. Like if suddenly you had all the skills yeah. to play any instrument or any sport. I feel like one would preserve your body. The other would help preserve your mind. You know what I mean? I, I would shock people, but I, I would definitely do instruments because I've also found that, I mean, not I found, I've heard, it's made it sound like I was smart, um, how much music and knowing how to play and read music affects how your brain works in yes. general. Yes. <clears throat> so I think right. if you had that much knowledge of all the instruments, it would be off the charts. Plus, as broken as I am, just because I know how to throw a fucking football doesn't mean I can. Um, or, right. or should. <laughs> yeah. That's a it's, great it's pass, but your shoulder is about three feet that way right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how I read the, I read it I read it in the context of now, right? Right. So my you know, I didn't read it in like the context of like if you could live again, what would you want to master? You know, I read it in like now. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. well, knowing how to do almost all sports is not gonna be a good idea for me right now to just like <laughs> throw my body into this you know ability to like do like uh, it's not going to be a good thing there's going to be like there's going to be some stuff come you got to earn that you know i don't know the body How did for dusty for get any a full body cast well he threw a yeah. football hurt his he shoulder football, then he was on a skateboard and decided yeah. to do a trick <laughs> yeah. see, he I landed it land, but his knees exploded i could land the trick it hurt exactly <laughs> <laughs> i could do it flawlessly he did this amazing flip and landed it his body just exploded <laughs> last thing he did we got video last thing he did he like landed this awesome flip Boom. This is coming from yeah. a guy who can't eat a steak without getting hurt. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do say that the more you exercise your brain, the better you will age. You know, the the better, like being able to yeah. do puzzles and reading, like any type of like, like memory games, all those things will help to, you know, preserve your memory and be able to extend our brains for longer. I didn't know this. I never thought about this, but... I recently learned that with like Alzheimer's and dementia, your body literally forgets how to work. Like that's the mm -hmm. final stages. Mm -hmm. of it. I didn't realize it because I, I actually, like, I've known that it's a problem. It's a disease that people will get. And I, I but I was, I, I kind of like, I didn't realize what the end result was. And it's like, you forget how to breathe, which, you know, I, it's crazy to think, 
you know, over time. Right. So I would think that instruments would, would help with that, you know? They do. We, we have enough data now on yeah. musical instruments. It's, it's very much, uh, I don't think it's this exactly the same, but it's very much the same as learning more languages, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's all a lot of the same pathways activated and, you know, areas of the brain and stuff. And, and I will tell you that, um, you know, I had someone else, there's another question I got that was kind of about motivation, but you know, if you're, if I, I hear from people all the time that say like, Hey, you know, I, I really like doing this, but I have a hard time getting motivated. Mm. You know, I just scroll my phone and I'm distracted and I realize I could have spent 20 minutes, you know, practicing piano or whatever I, I tell myself I want yeah. and then I don't act right. like I want it. You know, I get distracted and all that stuff. And part of my advice is kind of stuff that I've done to get myself to be more disciplined with, you know, practicing my guitar and that sort of stuff. And, and I, I tell myself that it's not just if I think about it as just me having fun on my guitar, there's not nearly as much motivation as I think this hobby is literally going to make me smarter for decades. Yeah. And it's going to make me sharper and keep me younger. And the end result is I'm just going to be a really good guitar player when I'm in my fifties. And that's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Like in three, four, five more years, I'm going to be yeah. fucking shredding. And I'm going to be like 52 and it's going to be awesome and my brain's going to work better. So like I have these like things like if I do this, there's a road I will go down and I will be this thing eventually. And that's motivating to me. Yeah. So if you have something that you're trying to like get yourself to do, like oh, I really want to go on these 20 minute walks. I really want to like, you know, do this thing. Try to think about what the actual real long-term effect of that is it's not just the thing you're doing or the fun you're having at the moment yeah like we have to you know try to see more than that if you can see the bigger picture it might help you you know yeah. and, like, and you're for people, live longer if you do this exercise and you know? for people who haven't That's been like training all their lives that includes lifting weights mm -hmm. you know like, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I know part that, of the big picture for me now you think of the same i can think of the same thing that like if you are consistent with this you are allow you're giving you're preserving your muscle muscles only going to break down as we age so that when you're 90 or 70 or 80 or whatever you still have more muscle than you would have otherwise you can help to maintain that and not to mention like a year later imagine what you're going to look like like you could either do it or not do it either way a year later is going to happen so why not be able to play that instrument better or in this case like what right. we all do you know why not look better feel better in the gym yeah, yeah. I, I love it's that you brought that up, Ron, stuff. and I wanted to I wanted to derail it a little bit because it's something you and I have talked about. So if anybody like, really follows Ron, you realize like, all right, so pretty regularly, weather dependent, he's on the bike. And then yeah. very regularly, he's doing the guitar. But I think one thing that gets missed that people who aren't on the inner circle don't know is Ron is busier in his life than he has ever been in this moment. Like it's just life is busy and it requires discipline to go ride the bike. It requires discipline to play the guitar because there really air quote, isn't time to do that as yeah. everyone likes to say. Yeah, there's not yeah. So you got to yeah. find that, that thing that you, that you're going to do it anyways. Cause I think like you said, Ron, a lot of people they're like, that's a very easy, like, oh, I'm just, I'm, it's just for fun anyways. 
it, you need to kind of force yourself into doing these things because I know your schedule because I've lived it. I've had your businesses, a business very similar to yours before. Like it is out of control that you have to force yourself to do something you enjoy because it, I'm sure there's plenty of times as much you enjoy it. That's like, I could also use an hour more sleep. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of that, you know, like, you know, the other day I got up and I went to the gym and trained and I spent a couple hours there and posed the client. And then I went and rode my bike for almost two hours. And then I went and worked on my phone for like three hours straight and just did, you know, check-ins and client catch-ups, you know, and that was my Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a Saturday, right? So, you know, that's just like a weekend day where I got some time to like ride my bike, but I still worked like, you know, easy five, six hours that day total. If you look at how much time I was talking to clients and spent on my phone and stuff, and that's like, and you know, that's a weekend day. So yeah. there's always yeah. something to do. There's always work to do. Monday, like, you know, on average Monday, there's no way I can get out. You know, I don't even bother trying. You know, it's just too much. So, but, but yeah, that's you why have to it's be important to add it. that list because for a lot of people, like you said, Scott, that is the gym. Yeah. Absolutely. And then it's just, I don't have time and, and I'm just trying to get a good physique and who cares because my kids need me to do this or my whatever. And yeah. if you switch, like you said, around the mindset, it's like, well, this could also help you be healthier and be around longer for your kids. So yeah, maybe yeah a lot of people write it off a little bit. A lot of people yeah, write it off, which is like, easy. Oh, to. It's just, you know, it's just a physique. It's just being vain, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're selfishly thinking about abs. Well, let's tweet. Let's take this a little bit further. You know? Yeah. So and an, another thing with, with all those things is um, you have to make sure you're really take a minute to be aware of how good you feel after you do them, yes. you know, after you, after you, you know, play piano for 30 minutes or after you do the thing that you've been promising yourself you're going to do or the cardio that you haven't been doing that you, you, you know you need mm -hmm. to get be healthier and all mm -hmm. that. Think of how you feel afterwards. And that's, if you can really try to remember that and spend a moment experiencing it and not just rushing out the door to go do something and getting back into mm -hmm. your busyness, but just sitting for a minute and realizing how good you feel and how positive your mind is and how, you know, you probably got some adrenaline flowing and you're just like really good mood, you know? And that's one thing that motivates me too. Cause like the other day, I looked at my app and it said there was a 90% chance it was going to snow. And so I was like, well, do I bother taking my bike? Right. And I was like, think of how good I'm going to feel. Even if I only get 30 minutes, just think of how good I'm going to feel. Even if, cause I, I hate mm -hmm. you know, feeling like it's a waste of time. Like I go out there and 20 minutes later, it starts raining. Right. Sure. But even if that happens, I feel great that I got out. Cause I know that I tried to be disciplined I did my part, you know, all that too. You know, you don't want to let yourself down. So that all factors into it as well. So if you can just remember how good you're going to feel if you keep your keep yourself disciplined. So yeah, agreed, love it. Okay, is that solid. it for the show, guys? It's a solid finish. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we didn't rant too much. We didn't get too. We didn't talk about hockey fights. That's that's it. Is that something? That's something. I think some people like the hockey fights, though, you know? I've had multiple comments specifically on the hockey fights. Yeah? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I watched funny. People thought it was funny. Shorzy. I watched the whole show. It is so good. I think you guys both should watch it. 
Shorzy. I had someone I else it. tell. I had someone else tell me to watch it. You watched it, Dusty. I lived it. You lived it. I lived it. Lived it. <laughs> then, then you'll appreciate <laughs> it. You'll appreciate it. it is a I would good probably show. appreciate so it's, it's, it even more. <laughs> like I watched it all, and then I found out that like there is going to be a second season, and now I'm like. I just want to see the second season now. Like I'm ready. Right. That's the way I feel. That's how much I like that show. It was good. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. I started a new show last night. We started Tokyo Vice on HBO. Yeah. So I'll let you know how it goes. It's pretty interesting so far. It's about about the first Westerner to ever work at this giant Japanese newspaper. It's like the biggest newspaper in Japan. And it takes place back in the late 90s. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's this Western guy who comes in. He's brilliant, speaks fluent Japanese. He's the only guy to ever get into that whole newspaper reporting world. And he's doing police reporting. And huh. he sort of discovers right off the bat that there's this etiquette regarding crime. You don't report crime normally. It's very, very careful how you report your crime huh. because... Police don't want bad statistics, and the Yakuza run everything. You can't, right? There's no murder in Japan. Very safe. Right? People Very just safe. die. <laughs> yeah, people just die. We don't know. We, we, no one saw without a witness. Unless there's a witness, there's no murder. No such yeah, thing as murder in Japan, right? So he's, he's learning. We're only one episode in, and he's like, he's like learning that, you know, there's a certain way that you report things in uh, in Japan. So it's pretty interesting so far. And it's uh, um, done by Michael Mann, who did the original Miami Vice. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So it's got like a real Uh-oh. gritty feel. And, and, and it's, it's good. It's really good. There's a lot of Japanese actors, obviously. There's some subtitles. Yeah. But it, it's not like it's not too much. It's and it's been great, you know, one episode in, and we're really, really interested to see what happens. So, um, recommending it so far. I'll let you know how it goes. Nice, beautiful. Okay, remember everybody: like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Okay, thanks, Scott. Remember the Patreon for uh, Think Big Bodybuilding. Check out the Patreon. Of course, your questions will get priority and all that stuff. And uh, Scott really appreciates the Patreon Absolutely. helping him run the channel. Absolutely. And um, and IamMutant.com supplements. Go on there. You got your protein, your ISO surge, your gear, your EAAs, your pump products. Everything's all on there. In. So check out I Am Mutant. The all in. The new shirts. The new beanies are coming. The new hoodies are coming. Like Scott has on. These so are the coolest they'll, they'll hoodies. All be there soon. I got to tell you. Yeah, like, yeah. The they coolest. turned out well. Yeah. yeah. And we got uh, 20% off with Dusty 20 or Big Ron 20, okay? So thanks, everybody. And remember, it's just bodybuilding. See you guys at the Arnold.